inspiration's always been that type of word where, like you said there, it flicks so at you, it gets flicked at you again and again and wishy-washy people like, oh, make sure you do what inspires you. Well, that's bullshit really, isn't it? Commando Mindset. We came up with a plan over some sushi and said, oh, why don't we do a podcast? Yeah, yeah. that'd be a great idea. Vegan sushi. Yeah, vegan sushi. Wait, are you talking about Wagamama's? Mm. Oh, they don't even serve sushi. What are you talking about? Well, well Goza's basically sushi. Yeah, fish-related food. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fine, go with that. Um, We were at a local oriental <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> it was a Wagamama's. It was a Wagamama's. Uh, and we said, why don't we do a podcast? It's, I mean, I suppose it's local, isn't it? It's local to the area in which you're at at the time. Therefore, it is local. It's a local oriental food. Right, okay. So, so debatable. This podcast will take episodes and episodes mm. if we can't even get past the first point of deciding where we were <laughs> when we decided on the podcast. What so let's you? just put it to bed. Oh. We're at a Wagamama's and we decided we were going to do a podcast. Yeah. Yes. Fast forward three weeks later, we'd done no planning and here we are sat behind the kit. That's such bullshit. I planned, <laughs> I planned the hell out of this. Some yeah. of us have been working. Layla's done actually all of the work. We just turned up. We booked the duck house. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, good. Thank you. Did. I appreciate booking the And that the duck is house. duck, everyone. As we explore what we're going to talk about over the next series, um, it's identifying key points within all three of our own lives and how we've managed to get through certain points in that, whether that's good or bad, how we've dealt with adversity, equally how we've dealt with success, um, who we've met along the way, what we've done, what work we've done, and you know things that we've implemented within our own lives as just normal people to achieve what we wanted to achieve and more, um, which I think sits us all three on this couch right now to talk about that type of stuff. Um, yeah, I think, and it's for people at home, it's, it's for, it's for anyone who just wants to achieve something, anyone who wants to overcome something, anyone who might be going through something right now, who just is looking for that thing to listen to that can help them through. I think that's why we're all here. Yeah. And I think, I think the answer to why we're doing this was three great people who can share some pretty cool ideas. See where it goes. Two. I... <laughs> this is gonna run and run i want to start by saying like i don't believe there's any one answer to any one person uh humans are like super complex beings however i do believe that through commando mindset the time that i've spent with these two guys the things that i've read in your fantastic book the stories that i've understood by both of you and also the work that i've literally seen you guys do with ufc fighters and with footballers I do believe that you guys hold a very strong formula that helps everyone and anyone or can help them understand their equation and work out what they need better. I think it's in modern society, everyone's become quite fixated on looking at the end goal mm. and achieving that thing. Mm. And part of what we do is is what we are doing right now is enjoying the journey. Sat here, the three of us at the duck house. Um, is an enjoyable part of the journey, discussing what we know, what we've written, what we talk about around three microphones and using our experiences as well to explain it is enjoyable. And it's getting people to look at that as well within their own lives is where are you going? What do you want to achieve? And what is it like on the way? You know, you climb a mountain, you get to the top and the summit and it's clouded in, but what was the journey like towards the top? It's, yeah. You know, the summit's nice, but actually it's what you achieve to get there. And, um, I suppose part of this podcast is is people listening right now. You know, what are you doing right now within your life? What can you apply? What are you taking forward? And are you enjoying it rather than looking at tomorrow to see what I need to do tomorrow? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's now? Mm -hmm. What's now? And it's simple things that we can overlook. And I've overlooked in my life where what's next? What's next? What's next? And there's two adoring children at home and a, and a wife. And you think... Uh, well we got today to get through and let's have it today as a family day then we move on tomorrow and it's little things which help us get through life like that yeah i, I think we we having a conversation on the way up here actually and we were talking about you know see, looking at people across social media and looking at all these uh, guy, guys and girls that go to the gym yeah. and they're in incredible shape but it's really hard to actually understand the journey which of where they've come from to get to that point and everybody's looking at it going 
I need to be that right now. Tomorrow, I need to wake up. It's like, what's the in-between? Exactly. Everyone has those ideas and what I want to do, where I want to be and what I constitute to be success. But what's that in-between bit and how can we help them break it down? It's so personal. Did anyone hear the ducks? I've heard a mouse. As oh, well. Literally, we are sat in a barn, shit. by the way. Mm. Um, With really great acoustics. Yeah, it's good. Oh, it's brilliant. I love if it. you could see this place, it's amazing. So um, um, going back to the serious thing, I, um, I selfishly wanted to surround myself with you guys. But also, I really genuinely believe in your um, stories and what you're doing and, and your... I don't want to use the word formula because it sounds so simple, something so deep, but you know, the formula that you guys have. And I would love it if even just one person heard this and it made them happier. Yeah. I, I think you're right though, in, in terms of like what the what you said there, it is a formula. Yeah. You know, because ultimately we understand intelligence is this thing that, you know, you take a really complex situation mm. and then you get somebody to explain it in a really complex manner. You look at a person and go, oh wow, they must be so intelligent. Mm. Well, actually, if you can take a really complex situation, a complex uh, problem and translate that into a really simple process that you can pick up and almost play well that's perfect yeah exactly so a mindset when we talk about commando mindset the more I understand how you both work and what you guys do the more I see that you guys had this well before you joined the Royal Marines in and out and in different ways and sometimes suffering through it but you guys always had it in you does everyone have that ability yeah, um, you just might refer to it as something different. Mm. So when we talk about things before the Marines, and we also talk about things after the Marines as well, the the Royal Marines gave us a sense of belonging, it gave us a purpose, it gave us an ethos, it gave us values, and it surrounded ourselves with excellence. And um, every person's journey is different. And I think within the military, when you're wearing green and you're in combat, it it's very... It's very simple. It's very basic. It's the commander mindset actually becomes very simple. It's everything around it as well. You know, to to get to that point in battle, to get to that point in combat, to survive, to what to, to do what you need to do in those situations, doesn't come from what's happening in that moment necessarily. You know, that is a small percentage of it, but there's a larger percentage of things that have happened before, whether that's in training, previous experiences, dealing with adversity. You know, or challenges in your life, in and out for us as the military um but i've written it in the book as everyone has this mindset we just call it a commando mindset you know the ability to deal with something and push forward and achieve and and strive to go and achieve what you want to achieve you know there's a there's a bit of selfishness within mindset and there should be um i think one of the core values is unselfishness or one of the spirits is unselfishness sorry and it's you know being selfless in the face of things that could happen, protect your teammates first, and mm-hmm. etc. But there's things around it where it's about us as well. It's about us as individuals, you know, at home, how much time do you make for yourself at home? How much time do you allow your wife, your husband, your children, these these things, your business partner, although he takes quite a bit of time off anyway. Um, but we just call it the commando mindset because that's what it was gifted to us when we were within the military. But we had a mindset before. Now, those which haven't entered the military also have this particular way of thinking, but not everyone's unlocked it, you know, with attached ethos, with with values, having to push it during tough times, you know, testing through adversity, growing resilience um, and finding success as well. It's not all just the tough negative things. It's the success part of it as well. What does mission success look like? And so, yeah, that's something that we talk about is everyone has their own mindset, yeah. don't they? It's not just the commando mindset it's not just the footballer mindset it's it's an individual thing Tommy you both have worked with like elite athletes and elite businessmen entrepreneurs you know all these sort of um clients that you guys have do you think that part of their success is because of their mindset yeah I think I think mindset can be seen as something like it's you know it's a series of padlocks um, with numbers on them Mm. and basically some people we meet they've got no numbers dialed in some people would meet, say, six numbers. You, they've got five numbers dialed in, and we just come along and just go, have you thought about this? Dial the six number in, bang, the padlock unlocks. Yeah. And then they can move on to the next one. The simplicity of it is actually one of my favorite things hmm. um, because I've, I've, I'm one of those suckers for self-help books. I've read loads. Can't we all? Interject, though. Go on. You're not a sucker. Okay. This is a bit of a bugbear of mine that yeah. I, I remember when I'm, 
the first few books I started reading, there was almost a stigma around, oh, oh, you're not jumping on the bandwagon, Tony right? Robbins, Brian it's Tracy so and all that type of stuff. And at first I was a bit like, yeah, am I jumping on the bandwagon? Am I not? As soon as I started reading that and I started implementing things, golden nuggets, not every book's perfect. Not every book has the answer, but all books have golden nuggets. That's like the secret. I get really angry when people shit on the secret because like, okay, it might not be brilliant. I take it with a pinch of salt, but if it's helping one person, don't shit on it. Like it works for that person. This That was my way of thinking though. As soon as it started to help me with what I was applying and then I started watching a few YouTube videos and listening mm. to audio books, I was like, fuck off with the whole hmm. oh you're jumping on the bandwagon you're doing this you're doing that it's, no it's, it's making my life better it, it comes from an inability though so what what you know you found i found and probably you found as well is that people pick things up and go oh this set this tells me the answers and therefore i must follow whatever it is mm. they're not looking at it as a student yeah mm. um like my my favorite mentor uh jim Rohn, he talks about being able to pick things up and and look at them as a student not a follower mm -hmm. like take things away from it don't take all of it away because some of it's a little bit weird yeah make it your own right mm. exactly take it away and, and translate it into your own life and go how can i take this nugget away i like that i don't like that i'm going to take away this and implement it so on and so forth and it's uh, uh, having that th ability there's too much striving for perfection as you re you know I, I did it in my early stages of reading these books was like well i've, I've got to hit this because it says mm. it here you know that i must hit this must wake up at 4 30 a.m yeah and i tried that for a while and then my hairline club. yeah <laughs> hairline got further back i was really tired <laughs> really, and it stayed back, to be honest with you. really yeah, yeah. what would you, you say i missed it I, I, I don't think ben's hairline can get much further back to be honest with you. what hairline <laughs> I'm joking. Actually, I like it shaved. And you can all now stop listening yeah. if you want, <laughs> um, because I'm leaving the show. Uh, and I've lost my trail of thought because he's taking the mick out my hairline. I'm gonna steal your train of thought and say that it. I also think there's a line with stigma. So obviously, talking about mental health and da 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 is now in a little bit more open. But there was a stigma around it, and there still is an element of a stigma around it. And I think whenever anyone had a self help book, it was like, oh, is there something wrong? Mm. Is there something wrong in your life? Yeah, it used to be. Now yeah. it should be like, oh, cool. You want to be better, and I think that is definitely there now. Mm. You know, still not there of everyone. And I think you never, you're never gonna have a hundred percent hit rate, are you? Not everyone's gonna agree. There'll be people who want to disagree just for the sake of it. But um, mental health is, uh, I personally think it's quite an overused term, yeah. and it's a very end of the line term as well, where right. it's. Mental health, you know, as soon as you mention mental health, people go, Ooh, you know, there's that quiver, even though it's OK and the stigma's dropping and people are talking and and there's so much good stuff around it. All you have to do is mention those two words and you think of the darker side of it. It blows my mind that that is still a thing because every athlete I've ever worked with, every single one from the like elite footballers, like the Neymars and the Messies to the sort of ah, just everyone. I don't want to compare them, but like UFC fighters, everyone, they all say. It's like ninety percent in your mind. Yeah, and and this so is so you train your body every day. It's, it's exactly. exactly the same as the Royal Marines. It's a state of mind. Mm -hmm. But when you when you say if you have a conversation in passing with someone in the street, workplace, whatever it is, and you say, think of health and fitness, they jump straight to the thought of treadmill, gym membership, diet, New Year's resolutions, all these types of things. You say mental health, people think of dark thoughts, anxiety, stress, suicide, depression, yeah. and at, where we're going is. We don't look at mental health. We don't really constantly, it's not our bag. We're well, not white coats, we're not clinical experts. But from past experience from both of us, you know, struggling with um, the mental illnesses people tag them as is actually finding a new way of just trying to make our minds a little bit healthier. You know, where can we redirect our way of thinking? That came from books, that came from YouTube, that came from gurus such as Tony Robbins and stuff because it helped us look at our own life and go, do you know what? Maybe I am reflecting on it a bit darkly here and I could do something more. So this is more like when we talk about commando minds mindset, it's brain training. It's exactly what it is. So when you say, like Ben said, you know, health and fitness, you don't have people who go, oh, cancer, diabetes, um, heart attacks, all yeah. these types of things. Yeah. They go, what he just said. All wrong. Exactly. So if you then switch that up and go mental fitness, well, suddenly the books are the nourishment for your mind. It's good food for the mind, right? If you just, in in a, in a health sense, if you're eating loads of cheeseburgers all the time, you know, one cheeseburger a week, multiply that every single week over a year, you've got 52 cheeseburgers in a year and you're going to be in a pretty bad place. Yeah. 
So you've got to think about that in your mind, of, of what you're nourishing the mind with. So across this podcast, we're going to break down the commando mindset. 100%. We're going to break it down in detail and go through not only the points that we find important but what you can literally do at home um we're going to break down things that these guys have done with uh the england football team with private clients with amazing athletes and with people all across the globe that has proven to work for them and we hope i guess hope it works for you uh yeah i think we know we know, we know. if you we know. apply you're gonna go in though He's confident. No. All in. Right. All in. Okay. I, I got, I've I got, got a, faith. I've got faith. Hope's a bit like wishy-washy. Like, I hope true. things get better. You're like, I know things will get better. Yeah, so, that's that's half the battle is applied. Yeah. Well, there's no way you that. could apply this and it not be better. No. And belief is the key to half of this, if not all of this, is to believe in yourself. And if you say, oh, it might happen or I hope it happens, you're kind of leaving a lot of that towards some option on the table. Self-belief Fight. is going to be a whole podcast on its own yeah, because yeah. I have a ton that i need to talk to you with that about Mm -hmm. um but we're going to start with um inspiration it's one of the things that frustrates me a lot it's one of the first chapters in your book it's one of the it's the core beginning of any kind of idea anyone has um and i am sick to death of hearing people tell me to find my inspiration find your inspiration and then everything's gonna be okay and you know you won't work a day in your life if you do the things that inspire you and it's like how to find your inspiration. What is inspiration? Explain it. It's not that simple. Also, there are some people who are graphic designers and they love their job, right? Mm. No one's born to be a graphic designer. That job didn't exist 10 years ago. Like how does, you know, your inspiration isn't always going to be natural to you or where it comes from or what it is. And I'm sitting here telling you guys, it's not that simple. Don't just tell me to find my inspiration. So let me, let me flip it on its head. What is your inspiration? Not, not knowing what you know now, before answer, I read answer, the book. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, before you, I read the book. You, find your inspiration, find your inspiration. What did you think that was at I the time? was, yeah. So before I read the book, I had no idea. It's completely changed since I read the book because I now understand what inspiration is. And before I was just frustrated because I'll be honest with you. And I people are going to shit on me for saying this, but like I Probably. love, I love my job. I enjoy what I do, but I'm not deeply inspired by you know, being on TV and everyone watching me and there's parts of it that I love. Like I'm, I'm a very curious person interviewing people. I love, I love to sit down and interview people. Do I love sitting down interviewing people, asking the questions that some producer has asked me to ask based on a brand? No. Do I love the fact that I have to dress up and do my makeup and do my hair and look a certain way and wear a certain outfit to do that? No. So it's like, I'm not completely inspired. I wasn't born to do my job. Do you know what I mean? So finding the inspiration is really difficult for me. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not hitting this, the, the goals and the successes that I thought I wanted because I'm not that inspired by everything that I do. So you were attaching the inspiration to the actual physical activity that you were doing. You're like, I must be inspired by the things that I do as opposed to thinking about the things that lead to. I thought, I thought being inspired was like, what, what helps me, what gets me up in the morning? right? But actually, I find that I'm uh, morally, I'm, I keep my promises, right? So if I've promised someone I'll do something, even if it's the shittest thing that I didn't want to do, I'll get up in the morning and I'll do that. That's not inspiration. That's, you know. Th- um, inspiration's always been that type of word where, like you said there, it flicks so at you. Vague. It gets flicked at you again and again and wishy-washy people are like, oh, make sure you do what inspires you. Well, that's bullshit really, isn't it? That- yeah what inspires me might be different to what inspires you and i i think my first reflection on this this theory or this understanding or this idea of inspiration was not at the time but on reflection of times in afghanistan you know many many years later where you kind of think hang on i was 21 tomo there's a story coming (laughs) i can feel the story this Ben is a storyteller, guys, by the way, and I'm well excited. Are you about to go into a story? Love I'm going to sit back and get the it's, cushions ready. It's Let's do it. Let's do it. Right. Go for it. That's unfair because now I'm mega on the spot because <laughs> I wasn't going to say a story. <laughs> no, but I love it. I get excited by your stories. And every time you start, we're just like, okay, the story is coming, guys. We love Tell story time. Story. Ben, story time. <laughs> okay, listeners. Um, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to both shoot you down quickly that I don't think there is a story there but, but what it does elaborate to is is 
stories, I suppose, which might come out later. But I think this idea for me of inspiration came way after Afghanistan and, you know, near death situations, which we've all been through. You don't have to you don't have to have been to war to go through near death experiences or something that wakes you up. And that's not even you, maybe a parent falling ill or a child getting ill or someone extremely close to you where you suddenly get a real profound fucking respect for life. Um, that was for me, that coming home and going, we were on 18 and a half thousand pounds a year as Marines. We're 21 years old. We did not do it for Queen and Country. We didn't do it for government. And I think a lot of lads could probably put their hand on their heart and say we didn't do it for operational success. We did it for one another. Whether we were in Afghanistan or, or a deadlier war zone or a less deadlier war zone, it didn't matter what country it was, what the temperature was, what the environment was, who the enemy were, what was going on back at home, who was commanding the operation up at high level. It didn't, it didn't matter whatsoever. All that mattered was that person left and right of you. And when you kind of think about that, and just from our situation, our, our point of view is Marines or former Marines. Once Marine, always a Marine, by the way. Yeah. But that, that way of thinking of... Well, surely to go through that compound door when you can hear voices in there from the other side or or when you can hear them on the radio, when you're intercepting their frequencies, that they are going to hit you at this location and there's fuck all you can do about it. Why do you still choose to take another step? Why do you still carry on going? Is it out of necessity? And I suppose my my deep reflection on that was I need to do the best here for the guys around me. So at that moment in time, my inspiration was my fellow Royal Marines and that my life came before theirs, i.e. mine would end before theirs. I'd put myself at risk before theirs came to harm. And I took faith that they thought the same way as well. That in itself is fucking inspiring. The job at hand, which you're talking about of, I like it, but it doesn't inspire me, is exactly the same for us, maybe on a deeper level where it's, this does not inspire me going through this doorway to probably get shot in the head. I don't like this. This is really fucking shit. Mm. But I will do it. Mm. Because something's driving me through the door. And that's the people around me. And that's fucking inspiring to go through. And when you see guys go through as well in front of you, you feel obliged to go through, clearly. You're hitting there on a bond with those around you. What if people don't have that bond? Because obviously in the Marines, you've done your... Uh, cool. I'm alluding to the bond there... I'm not even alluding to the bond. I'm alluding to the inspiration. Mm. So the inspiration at that time was the brotherhood, the bond. Now, you, I've mentioned it already that now when I go out to work with Tomo and we're running our business and I've come straight from the military and gone straight into being an entrepreneur and doing what I do. Tomo's had a bit of a whirlwind tour as we'll, we'll find out as we move through the series um, with his own life experiences outside the military. But I just jumped straight into it. I don't know fuck all about business. I'm learning every single second of the day. There's two people at home, which I only have to check my phone, who will remind me of why I do what I do. If we don't get the contract or we're showing the door or like the first year of trying, the door of London got kicked and our face closed again and again and again. That doesn't mean we stop. That means we work out another way of doing it. So my inspiration has gone from on the battlefield was the guys and the girls that I work with to... Well, now I've got two adoring children at home that if I don't apply myself how I should apply myself and how I'm asking other people to apply themselves as well, then how can I look them in the eye? And, and where does their life go? And can I take them traveling around the world? Can I make the life they have better? So they're my inspiration now. So, I, think, go ahead. I think you touched on a really interesting point there is like the inspirations change as you go through life. So just for a second, imagine like uh, um, an archery board. So in the middle, you've got bullseye, but imagine that's the nucleus. That's the nucleus inspiration. There's another ring around that, which could be another inspiration. And there's another inspiration around that. But those inspirations change mm. as you move through your life. And they and change order one... as well. I exactly. Guess. Yeah. Exactly. There's no one fixed inspiration. Because ultimately, at the time when you're at war, the inspiration is the person to the left and right of you. Because it's so in the moment, in the moment right? But actually, the overarching piece is... I'd like to make it home to my wife or I'd like to make it home to my girlfriend, but they're still part of the same thing. Nothing is independent of it. Everything matters. Do you know what I mean? Uh, do you know what as well? The, the massive part for me now is 
I take a huge amount of inspiration from seeing other people be inspired because I lack that. When you left me that voice note the other day, like mm. in floods of tears, and I was trying to work out what the fuck you were saying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm such an emotional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was It was like a terrible two minutes to listen to. But they I, were I th- happy tears. They were great tears. And I think I, I got most of it out. And I was like, is she all right? Do I need to call her? And then I went into the second voice note and you were like, I found my inspiration. It's amazing. <laughs> but like you I said to you. sound like a crazy woman. I, yeah, well, there is a degree of that. Yeah. But, you didn't um, call her there, did you? No, I didn't call her. Just make no. sure she was Pretty safe. Fuck. Yeah. You listened to the voicemail and thought I'll respond in about 25 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. I was eating a cheese and bacon turnover. <laughs> that was the inspiration right there, wasn't oh, it? Two minutes, mate. I'll give you a ring in a sec. <laughs> anyway, but. Um, Can I put context to that? I, I, So it was because of your book that you'd given me your book. And in yeah. the book, there are exercises to do. And there was one that hit hard. And it's this inspiration, one that we're talking about. Because the fact that you're, you know, so that kids can be your inspiration and that's it. I just didn't translate that properly until then. Because for me, I was like, oh, what's my inspiration work-wise? Or what's my inspiration to make money? Or what's my inspiration that's gonna keep me going? And I didn't think, because I was sitting there going, well, no, what's my favorite thing in the world to do? Sit and play with my son. Like I really enjoy just being around my family. And that's sort of my, that's what I've always loved. And I was like, well, that's not gonna make money. That's not an inspiration. How can I work that out? And so that's bothered me until I heard it in your book as like, oh yeah. Actually, that can be the inspiration. That can be the core. I think that's really important what you said there is my children won't make me money. <laughs> Actually, I, I believe my... No, they cost you a lot of money. They cost a fucking shitload yeah. of money. <laughs> but actually, they are a huge part of making money because they're are the you thing... you uploading that... your kids to YouTube? <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. hell have you got planned for yeah. your kids? Ryan's You're toy not. review. <laughs> yeah, send us toys, please. On... Um, <laughs> But no, it, it, send us toys. But of course they as do. As an inspiration, yeah, if they, they push if, you. If they want, if you want to be successful, you have to find things within your life that force you out the, the door when you don't want to go out the door. Exactly, and it's you know, and it's not just money, it's not just success, it's not just career, it's health and fitness. You know, when I went out twice in Storm Dennis just to test my mindset because I want to stay fit and that kind of commando yeah I like to be wet I'm gonna have look you're hard yeah well it's like oh it's stormy and rainy outside I'm gonna go out to prove a point yeah I'll just go and get muddy again oh (laughs) taking me back to my roots in the marines don't make me start on you later later I think we're gonna have an argument with these between these two every point we'll do photo evidence we'll just upload photos and people make their own so you're talking about like a deep bond I'm just gonna ignore this and keep going you're talking about a deep bond in the Marines that helped inspire you and also family. But, you know, we've got some 19-year-olds who might not have that family bond, who might not have that friendship bond, that might have some dreams but nothing. They're sort of back it and feeling a bit lost and confused. Like, how, Tom, how would you define inspiration and how do you find it if it's not an obvious thing? I'm trying to... Well, going back to my own situation at 19 years old, I pretty much was on the wrong trajectory for life uh i was a gambling addict i had well i owed a load of people a load of money and it was kind of i had everyone around me saying that you're gonna be nobody you're gonna be a waste man you're not gonna do anything with your life you're gonna go nowhere you're gonna achieve sweet fuck all basically and these people i'm assuming like your family friends friends. yeah maybe not it was like passive aggressive Mm, mm -hmm. um and i think in that moment, the inspiration was the fear of becoming those things. That was my inspiration. Yeah. I, I've heard you guys talk about fear before, which is why I just got excited in that moment. Yeah. Because I never connected fear with inspiration. Right. And the second I sat down, and actually I, I remember you guys talking to some fighters about this, but the second you sit down and think about, right, what are you shit scared of? Like, what are your fears? Is it getting sick is it losing a member of your family is it the fear of failure is it you know there's obviously so many fears i'm not talking about scared of a plane going down do you know Mm. what i mean unless you work in planes but like what is your core fear and the fact that how that can be so linked with your inspiration to help you find what your inspiration is so if you're really struggling to find out what your inspiration is essentially sit down and write down what you're scared of why are they connected i think fear fear can go on and on and on and there's a lot of speculation around fear and i know we're going to do a um an episode on fear, but if if you're fearful of something which is related to what you want, so people are scared of spiders, but you don't want anything from a spider, so to disregard that for a second. But if you um, wanted to build a business of some sort, but you've got a family, but you don't, because we've been through this, that stepping out of that comfort zone and going, do you know what? I'm going to go from an easily paid salary to fuck all, and I need to raise funds, and I need to do this. 
but then I've got a family at home and a mortgage and two cars, etc. Well, that holds us back. You know, that can hold a lot of people back, uh, hold a lot of people within that comfort zone of, then they don't want to be in that comfort zone. They mm. want to go and achieve that amazing bank account, the holidays, the cars, whatever they're striving for, the football career, but something's just holding them back. And that's that fear of, but what if I let these people down at home? What if I can't afford next month to feed them? You know, and I think we openly speak on here that oh, we've been close. I remember buying the kids sort of just finding food at one point to sort of just spaghetti fill the, hoops. Yeah, spaghetti hoops mm. and stuff. But if you don't embrace that and don't go, well, it's never going to happen if I step out and I don't step out and do it anyway. And so don't brush past that. You were in a situation where you couldn't feed your kids. To a degree, it's not. I, I couldn't. I'm not. I'm not going to play on the whole poor person. I just. I knew we were scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And it's. It's easy to suddenly go. Well, do you know what? I could ring Tomer and go, mate. I'm jacking this all in because I need to stay safe. Yeah, I need to fucking pay for my family. They got nursery. They need to eat. Ah, I don't know. I don't. No, but I wouldn't that's, call that's it. That's a situation luck. that I think is very relatable for a lot. Yeah, of people. Yeah, and that, and that's it. The uh, idea of you know what I want to do versus what is safer and the norm I, and secure I, I really need to say something here i just want to clarify you need the toilet well one yeah <laughs> but that's not what i was telling you about uh poor financially but you're not poor in mindset no that's the difference that i just want to clarify that Big point difference. yeah you know, that just just some and i think both of us speaking from our own personal perspectives is we were rich in hunger mm. and drive and I think, do you know what, being in the Marines and, and going through combat and, and just training as well, you know, it exposes you to true fears, you know, heights, let's take heights, for example, let's take water submersion, let's go to the battlefield. They're there, they're human fears of if I fucking fall here, I die. Mm. But what actually goes with that is being able to deal with the feeling inside, you know, when your body is going, well, your palms are sweating and you know, you've got stomach knots and you need the toilet and you can feel that rush of adrenaline. Short-term fears? Short-term, yeah. And and there's sort of neuro and physical, physiological responses you learn to deal with. So when it's coming to, oh, do I go out and get a job or do I embrace this challenge? And I have the very deep conversation with my wife and say, I'm fucking doing it. Mm. We're going for it. And we will, will fucking make it work. And we made it work. Because there's that thing behind. It's almost having a bit of a flame behind you. And I think you should have that flame behind you. You're in a good position if you've got kids. You're in a good position if you've got mortgage. Because it's going to push you to succeed. If you've got it easy, you'll just switch. You'll just go, oh, I can't be bothered. I'll go on to something else. Yeah, and you have to ask yourself, if you're listening to this now, if you're one of those people, I've got it easy. So it's easy yeah, to you've switch You've got a good goals. life, but do you want to go to a great life? And it's that's the difference. That comfort. Coming out of your comfort zone and sacrificing. But I, I think on the fears piece, sorry, Leila, just on the fears piece, it's, uh, it's, you can't attach inspiration necessarily to short-term fears, like the spider, like the dark, like these things. But the fear, like long-term fear, because my long-term fear was five years from now, I could actually be a nobody, nothing. And it was being able to objectively look at that and go, that's my inspiration right now. Mm. I don't want to be that person in five years. Look at your own fear. So asking us, you know, we're having a conversation around it. When when you read in the book, you know, and it suddenly unlocked this way of thinking for your inspiration, there will be fear linked to that. So what is that for you? You know, is it ensuring that your family are looked after, sustained, you can uphold a career, etc.? Yeah. What is it to you? Because to everyone, it's different. To me, there's sort of a, a balance between fears in that I wanted to. Um, so I'm like a working mom. And I want to work, do my job, be successful, yet not neglect my family. So I wanted to have that cake and eat it kind of vibe and enjoy my family whilst enjoying my job. And I wanted to find the way of managing both things at the same time. And my fear of failure would be sort of failing in my job and not making enough to keep them well and feed them or not spending enough time with them because it's like, oh, well and good. Yeah, great. We've got a lovely little house, nice car, nice food, but your mom's not around. Or, okay, well, we don't have enough money, but at least I'm there. Like, that that would be the better end of the two for me. But I just didn't want either of those to happen. I wanted to find that balance. And I think my fear is that not being in balance. 
that's one of my biggest fears health like anyone in my family getting injured or losing them so like my husband or my son or my mom my sister like the closest people to me just scared of them getting sick me getting sick but that ambition's immense though uh-huh because you know you just said oh i wanted to have my cake and eat it yeah what else you can do with cake put it on the mantelpiece yeah yeah <laughs> okay. yeah we should be days. eating cake <laughs> right in eat my house that wouldn't eat the cake yeah eat the cake you got to eat the cake. Slice by slice. Yeah. Make it last. <laughs> Slowly. But but that fear um, of what you're saying there is, if for anyone listening as well, is, is unlocking that why in something. Mm. You know, Simon Sinek coined it years ago of, you know, find your why. Um, I think we've already always known that. I think all of us have always known that. And we find a way of hunting it down. And the world is so... Um, accessible now it's so accessible you know social media christ you can get literally anything on amazon um everything's at the touch of your thumb even a new girlfriend or a boyfriend or just a date for that night is a swipe and you can have it um so everything's very accessible and, and this whole instant gratification is very out there at the moment everyone's talking about it so does that mean it takes quite a long time for people to discover what really truly inspires them what the why and what they do because there's so much out we there we live to in have a world it. of abundance yeah the idea that you can start a business yourself tomorrow and have it published out public on your own without paying for anything exactly. it's a wonderful place to live but it so, can leave teens especially completely confused and what the hell do i want to do it's like there's too much option almost too much experiment and you can feel like you're drowning in options yeah and i think coming from my own talking personally it's you know having done the drugs and then finding my purpose within the Marines and now in business, you know, I only look at that as three real big stages, you know, mm. three big things I've had to go at. There's lots of little things in and out of there, which I've, you know, dabbled with, I suppose. We all have done that, but I've allowed three big, is the mouse back? We've got uh, a mouse problem in here, yeah, by the way. If you hear a stamping, we're looking for mice. We won't kill it. We'll just move it out the house. Scare it away. But going back to this abundance is, it's good to have an abundance, but it's how much are you relying on abundance? I think it's good to have an abundance mindset. Mm. It is back. It is back. Go on, Tommy, go stomp. Go and, go and get, get right. rid of the mouse. Two seconds. Whilst Two. he goes and stomps, I'm, I'm, I want to push you more on that inspiration and finding your inspiration. So that <laughs> <laughs> He's not stamping on a mouse, I promise. <laughs> He's stamping near the wall where we think the mouse is so that it scares him away. I can imagine people listening right now Peta, thinking, don't email me. Disused barn. Oh, like the windows are open. There's hay bales on the side. Oh, I've just killed a mouse. No, you haven't. No, no, I haven't. <laughs> you do a vegans as well. What yeah, are you doing? I, I wouldn't touch What are you doing? I'd stroke the mouse. We'll just scare it away. It's got stuff to do. Listen. It'll be back. It loves the podcast. It's so <laughs> engrossed in this podcast. I, I found my inspiration. <laughs> it's you guys. <laughs> I want the listeners of this to like be able to do something at home that helps them find their inspiration. And we've kind of already touched on, like look at what your fears are so that you can compare and align them and see like your inspiration will be aligned to the opposite of your fear, right? Um, What else, especially for someone who hasn't got kids or, you know, maybe someone's inspired, obviously in sport, it's a little bit more simpler um, in sense of, I want to win that trophy. I I think sport's not as simple as you think. Um, The, the, the goal of succeeding and winning the championship or whatever that <gasps> you've just got me on the track on, on the you're so right i've got to put goals in under inspiration and it's not the same thing yeah See, that's so the other can thing you leave need to under- yeah i'm gonna leave <laughs> get out no but people also need to understand the difference between that because that's what we're doing we're misunderstanding and mistranslating yeah. goals for inspirations and inspiration is the drive okay. is gone so for my own personal journey i was i was swimming for like a good percentage in of life, life. Or good percentage. Actually, swimming. Yeah. Okay. In in real life, in water. Drowning. No swimming. Okay. <laughs> From like age six all the way up to age fourteen, uh-huh. and I was on a pretty good trajectory. As a realistic possibility, I could have made it to the Olympics. Okay. What an amazing goal, right? Yeah. But my inspiration wasn't there. I was oh. doing it eight times a week. You know, th- twice in a day, and all this type of thing. Early doors, and I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this. So I quit. And I kind of reflected on that and like maybe I should have gone for it. And that's probably what gave me a bit of a second wind at like age 19. But my inspiration wasn't there. So later down my later down the line, I needed to identify 
why I wanted to change. Mm. So at age 19, I knew why I wanted to change because I didn't want to fail again because that was painful. Failing as in not con- not finishing the swimming thing. Yeah, or quitting. quitting. I never wanted to quit. And, and at 19, but I But was it wanna... right for you in the first place? Well, I don't know. Yeah. You're big feet though, aren't you? I do actually, yeah. And big shoulders. I think when you... um Wide. Yeah, yeah. Thick. Um, for me, it's... Uh, and I've put it in the book. It's... When I was in training... About five days in, <laughs> I suddenly realised how long training was, and that up to that point of joining training, I was like, "Yeah, so I'm gonna, yeah, I know, so naive." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll be a Royal Marines commander. It'd be easier to do a couple." You're of talking about training. the thirty? Is it thirty-two, the 32 weeks? weeks training? Yeah. yeah, got to the commander training centre, and then <laughs> suddenly realised, "Fucking hell, this course is really, really long," and uh, and really difficult. Yeah, really difficult. And uh, I remember being stood with the troop. And for some reason, we're only in our boxers, uh, which seems to be quite... Standard commando, Actually, it's a reverse commando, isn't it? (laughs) Um, So we're all there, and I didn't see the instructor, and uh, we're all all really quiet. Um, We'd been thrashed the night before as well, so we'd been up to God knows what time. This is like in the first... You know the foundation block where you're going? And it's Mm. a room built for like 60 people, all in one room. Oh, God. Yeah, there's like... There's no intimacy whatsoever. Yeah. Just, Just confirm for the listeners, thrashed means lots and lots of unwanted exercise yeah against... we are going to have to have a glossary of commando terms oh, yeah. every 100%. five minutes i'm like what does that mean by the book it's in the book yeah. plug um shameless plug but yeah so uh really tired we've been there five days all we know up to that point is ironing and running around and just wow shaving our heads and learning what life looks like in the military and i remember being stood in three ranks called a body of men and none you can tell the difference between any of us skinheads you know athletically mm. built stood there all sh- tired and shaking people well, are like athletically sleep. built for everybody else just not you okay good and uh people were sleeping on their feet the people that tired and i i don't know what came over me but i whispered to the lad next to me i was like oh mate i can't wait till this shit is over and it just kept looking ahead disciplined how i should have been and i know lads listening were like yeah you've always been a gobshite and um i was like oh, oh, i can't wait for this to be over and he looked at me and he looked straight ahead again and i was like Oh, do you know what? All I could do is like be on that 30 miler and get the fuck out of here. You know, 30 miler, final test, get your green beret. And this voice next to me just went, Oi! Uh oh. What you fucking talking about? But I was like, I went quiet like that mouse down there. I just went still. He's not seeing me. And I was like, hopefully that's someone else he's talking to. And his face came right up to mine. And he was like, I said, What the fuck were you talking about? Like, so sinister. And How it was old are you at this point? 20 yeah and it was my corporal <laughs> the drill scared yeah and he went what the fuck did you say right in my nose i said uh oh sorry uh sorry corporal um i uh, so i couldn't find my words in my mouth and he's looking at me and he just did he make l- you repeat it yeah and oh, i God. did like an idiot i went i just said i'm really looking forward to the 30 miler oh. and he went you'll be lucky to get out of this fucking room and i was like just stared at him and Never then stared, whispered to your friend ever again. No, then stared away. I'm laughing because I'm in Yeah, and then, and then like, oh, we did the daisy, you know, we did something and I had to do press-ups and all that type of stuff. And it was that night for the first time I was like, whoa, I've bitten off a lot here to chew. Yeah. And do you know what? It goes back to this inspiration of, I joined Royal Marines training to actually get away from my life, you know, drugs and all that stuff where I wasn't going. Um I was making nothing of myself. And now I was here in, you know, famously one of the most incredible regiments in the world. And up to that point, I'd just been lost in this. I'm going to be a Royal Marine. I'm going to be a Royal Marine. I'm going to, you know, just uh, filling myself with utter bullshit. Like, I'm going to be a Royal Marine. It's going to be so easy. And then got there and got literally stunned with the sudden reality that it's not that easy. And we got given this bit of papers it was on all the boards but everyone put it on their pin board and it was each week in training and that was where i think on reflection is where i suddenly realized what goal setting looked like to to earn a green beret is prestigious for a reason mm. it's hard for a reason it doesn't just get given to you you have to fight for that royal marines beret through training that means you have to get through every single thing they throw at you every single thing and to stand on that parade square 32 weeks later as a Royal Marines commando had meaning and 
and it was symbolic for reasons. And that's everything in between day one and day and week 32. And so my inspiration was to earn that green beret. It was for everyone. It was to become a Royal Marines commander. It was to wear the flashes of the Royal Marines on our shoulders. But, but we needed goals to get there because <laughs> it wasn't just going to come overnight and it wouldn't just happen. And this, this, it simply started for me with this bit of paper, which said week one, gym tests. Um, God, I can't even remember what else was it. Uh, inspection. Folding your beds. Folding, folding your bed. What uh, troop were you in? Folding sheets on your bed. Folding sheets on your bed. Yeah. And this. And then week two was this. And week three was this. So in our, in our room, we blocked out all the weeks and we just had the week we were in. And we would just literally tick off oh, what we would do. That's the whole, like, focus yeah, thing. don't that's look focus. at the whole step. The it's yeah. just one step. But you know it's there because that inspiration is always there. So when you walk around camp, you'd see Royal Marines commandos wearing a green beret and you'd go, ah, I, that's why I'm here. That's what I really want. But this week I'm in the field doing this exercise. It's like, And I have to get through that first. It's like in horse racing when they put the blinkers on the horses. It's like they give them focus to go, you're going there. It's kind of that similar sort of mindset yeah. in training. Um, but I think the Green Beret is a, is a massive inspiration. I remember getting thrashed again at like week 17. And the corporal had us all in three lines. We were on exercise four days in. It not stopped raining for four days. Everyone was just completely drenched. Uh, and he took off his Green Beret. And he said, which fucking one of you wants to have this right now? And none, none of the troop wanted it. Mm-hmm. You know, of course we all wanted it. Terrified. We didn't want it in that moment. You weren't ready. We weren't ready because we hadn't done the work to earn it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's part of the inspiration. Is if you can work towards something, you know, the, the inspiration was Green Parade, but we needed to get to a certain point and earn that. Does that... Yeah, of course. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. That you, you want to you wanna fight for it in a way. It's part goal, but part inspiration at the same time. To feel like What it's does earned. it represent once you have that on your head? For listeners now... Some might already know what their inspirations are. Some might not. We've told them to look into fears and to delve deeper into if you know what your inspiration is, you know, visualize it, mem- uh, meditate on it, think about it, make it strongly clear so that when we move on, which we will in further podcasts onto goals and values and fears, um, hold on to those. And for those who couldn't find it still, are still struggling to understand it, you, um, Ben, have something to say about... Uh, understanding your regrets yeah and to help with finding inspiration uh, it's it's in the book um but i think do it's we get to have a shot every time he says book because we're mm. gonna be pissed by it yeah <laughs> just constant <laughs> plugs um we get it there's a book just google come on a monitor okay um what's the title again Sorry. come on a monitor mm. oh, okay. by ben williams yeah, sure. um did you write a book Actually, I'm going to say this now. <laughs> well, you For those of you listening to the podcast, the podcast is ace. It would be great if you got this book and had a long look at it alongside the book, podcast before, but the podcast after the podcast. Commando Mindset, the book, is helpful. And it's, um, yeah, it's but, a but sick old but, book. But don't give him the satisfaction of asking for an autograph. Yeah, <laughs> don't boost that ego. Um, so I'm going to talk to Ben. I was asking you a moment ago about regrets. And um, one of the things that I find interesting that you talk to athletes about sometimes is uh, com- like thinking about what your regrets are yeah. to help you with your, in- tell me why. Well, this all stemmed from a book um, by a, a lady called Bronnie Ware. Oh, another book. I thought you were going to plug your book again. Thank <laughs> God someone else has got a book. Come on, a mindset. <laughs> Go on. Okay, that is the last time now because people will stop listening to us. Do you us. know what we're going to do? I think we should have a I like a I will get punishment. to the point in a minute, by the way. Yeah, yeah. we're going to come back to that point. I regret doing this fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, we need a punishment <laughs> for every time he mentions the book. You and I are allowed to mention it because that's casual. Yeah. If he mentions the book again, we need like... It's is it going to be press-ups, pull-ups? We're going to need something. I'll do press-ups. We'll and of course, you can't do them whilst we're doing the podcast because, you know, that will interrupt it. So you'd have to do them all at the end in one go. Yeah, that's fine. We can film it and put it on social media. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good okay, content. so 10 press-ups. Every- 10. You're a commando. You're not going to do one. Bro, well, I'm I would, not stupid. I wouldn't do 10. I'd do 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Go the extra mile. I was going like, to say, how many so times smart. am I going to plug it? It could be 200. <laughs> That's like our children. Like my son, do you get this with your kids? Like when he's in the shower and I'll be like, just five more minutes and you need to come out. And he's going, no, no, no. What? 
six? And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, or he'll do it the other way around. Like, that he'll extension get it. is fine. Yeah. My, I, I do the five minute thing and then I forget. <laughs> and <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh shit, minutes. 10 minutes has gone by. Like, <laughs> we do it, prawny yeah, hand. we do it in a swimming pool. And you're like, five more minutes, like half an hour goes by. Like, oh shit, where are my children? <laughs> Like little pruny things, get them out and like raisins. And you down the slide and you're like, five little minutes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, can I go down a slide one more time? Okay, um, so, yeah, so wait, let's go back. back We're talking regret. about regrets so, and why they're important in finding your inspiration. Uh, Bronnie Ware was, uh, she was a nurse who worked in, um, I think she's Australian, she worked in palliative care, yeah. which was, she worked in you yeah, know, care tough. homes and, and she was there when people were seeing out the last parts of her life and she, and she wrote a book called The Regrets of the Dying and it is a long book. It's a good book. Uh, it's a different book, so I don't have to do press ups. But there was five key points that she kept hounding on about within it that, mm. when I went through it, I kind of it made it really hit home. Mm. Um, the five of them. So the first one was, "I wish I had the courage to live a true life, not the life others expected of me." Big, big. Mm. That's the other thing with your inspiration. Like, make sure it's yours. Yeah, not you've something got to someone else. And it's fucking social media as well. Like I, oh. I love social media and I'm I I do this, but at least I'm conscious of this. And I think how conscious are we of these things where am I just searching for likes? Am I actually searching for someone who gives a shit about what I've put on this right Bro, now? Bro, we need to do one episode just on social media because I have I have genuine oh, difficulties so there much. from trolls mm. to like the messages that I get. And I would love to break that down in my personal therapy session because no genuinely like everybody there isn't a person on like you don't have to be well known like people no. get shit on social media and how to deal with that because Le it hits three or four scrolls on facebook on any post exactly. any post does any it, viral post and it will turn to shit so we're gonna do a, you, a whole one just on social media and how you guys you get deal get shit with it. from your business partner huh? shut up and listen to this oh. um, social media. <laughs> the second yeah, one was i wish i hadn't worked so hard oh. it's it's difficult that one i think it's it's a difficult but one I, I think it's missing a part of the sentence because i've seen a different version of that and it, and it says i wish i hadn't worked so hard for someone else mm. but that, a lot of it does relate to other people or it's the definition of the word work isn't it mm. uh i wish i had the courage to express my feelings i wish i had stayed in touch with my friends i wish i'd let myself be happier and these are like the five regrets of um lots of people you know, it's a mean average of things that she picked up along the way and reworded it into sentences that and she heard so the death. I know people lying on their deathbeds. I wish I passing. let myself be happier. Like that's big. That's something that I relate to but because I put a lot of pressure on myself. But it, it, imagine, imagine if that was your child saying that. Mm. This is a big thing to me. It isn't just you. It isn't just us. I don't want to lie on that deathbed going, oh, I wish I was happier. Like, I think it's, horrific to think that what if my child said that when I'm long gone and they're on their own deathbed and they laid down and they got their family around them and they got a nice tartan blanket over them they're 95 years old and they're passing away and they turn around to their family and go I wish I could I wish I'd let myself be happier mm. like imagine as a parent you fucking knew that you know, that's why gratefulness I think me. is key yeah. as well but that that gratefulness inspires you that yeah. that gratefulness inspires me to go home and just let the kids just do things that so, you would look back and go, oh, don't do that. You're going to ruin the paint. That's just forced me to hit my inspiration in a way is that so, as you guys know, um, my dad committed suicide when I was 10. And obviously the idea of suicide and the, the sadness of feeling like that's your only way out or that life was so shit that, that, that you want out. And so I feel like for him, I must enjoy every moment. Like I want to make sure I live his life as well as my life and enjoy it and be super grateful and everything that I have I'm I want to be overly grateful for because mm. I'm here and he's mm. not and mm. some people aren't and some people can't be do you know what I mean and also when it comes to financial things like I'm super conscious that I have some opportunities that other people don't have um because of because of my dad so I kind of like have a massive gratefulness in order to enjoy stuff and mm. to think of someone think looking back and, and my fear as well of looking back and saying oh I wish I allow myself to be happier because sometimes you then put pressure on yourself to do loads of things so that you enjoy everything and it's like you can't force yourself yeah. to be like yeah. I'm really enjoying my life and I'm doing everything and it's like no you don't have to do everything it's almost imbalanced that way to yeah. enjoying it not enjoying life too much because obviously you need to enjoy life right but, but like, fulfill it 
Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's, not a con- that's not a consistent thing. It doesn't yeah. happen every single day. No. It can skew into two completely oh, different... You, you, you ask my wife. I, I can be such a miserable person. I did. <laughs> and she agrees. <laughs> and this is where you got this information from. Absolutely. <laughs> but I, I'd argue that I can be one of the happiest people. Yeah. And, and But I don't get wrapped around the axle of thinking oh, I must not be miserable all the time or I must be happier. Life is not I went through a that, stage of that sweet. Did you? I went through a stage of that. Well, I must be happier. I, I, yeah. I think lots Did you not of think people... you're living a bit of a fake sort of way no, of being there? No, I, I hear that. Like, I think a lot of people will sit there and go, well, oh, you know, especially if they come from a well-off family or they're doing okay, you know? And uh, millionaires, billionaires, you see a lot of depressed people with a lot of money sitting there going, why am I unhappy? I shouldn't be unhappy. I have everything I need. I have A, B, C. I'm, mm. I'm being ungrateful. Like, why am I unhappy? But I think that can and link to... And then you to push re- yourself to try and be happy. For me, it, it links to my own regrets. And that's something that drives my inspiration is trying to live almost regret-free. Fucking hell, there's things that I've done in my life where I just look back on and go, Why? But I can't sit around and go... Hopefully not oh. in the last two and a half years. We'll talk about it off air. Um, He's regretting this right now. Yeah, but it, but those regrets, people have so many which they attach. I didn't say enough to my dad before he passed away. I didn't say this mm. to this person before they went. I should ring this person. One one of the exercises we do with you know, teams, businesses we work with in, um, you know, let's say the classroom, office-based environment, is get their phone out get them to send a text message they don't have to show that text message to anyone in the room just get your phone out yeah i want you to go into your phone book now do it in a minute yeah. actually no do it now do it now do it now go right. on okay so this it. is what we do so take your phone out yeah my phone's on airplane mode but i'll set it and i'll post it straight after okay you can do it at home with me pick someone yeah if you listen if you're driving pull over responsibly oh jesus yeah don't get us in trouble. yeah don't get us in trouble get you out only get the car on. get out the car get in trouble it has us on um go take on. your phone yeah and send that message you've been meaning to send to someone which you've been putting off. What if I don't have a message up? Like you do. There's always that. There's someone. always that person that you can reach out to and go, hey, how's it going? I've, I've been meaning to text you for a while. I'm just seeing how things are. Are you well? I'll speak to you later. Yeah. That's it. Simple. There's always someone we need to speak to. You know, I saw a really sad post yesterday on Instagram, a friend of mine who knew and worked with Caroline Flack. Um, and he posted... A little video and said how two weeks ago uh, that's you know two weeks before her death he thought of her and he thought oh, I wonder how she's doing and da 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 especially with what was in the news and um, he thought oh, I must send her a text but then he thought to himself well I haven't spoken to her in a while that's gonna be weird isn't it and he kind of talked himself out of it and he didn't send it and he's he posted I thought it's so brave of him to tell the truth and posted like yeah I, I, I didn't I didn't ask her how she was doing and whether she was okay. And he now deeply regrets that. I I can massively relate to that. When Stu passed away last year, mm. um, we were exchange, he was exchanging conversations with everyone on Facebook. And I'm not an avid Facebook chat user, but we were chatting uh, about life and all sorts of things going on. And then, you know, the conversation just fizzled out. It just, it did just fizzle out. Um, I don't know why it fizzled out, but on reflection, I kind of do it know did. why. And a few weeks later, everyone got the news that he'd unfortunately passed away. Um, and it dawned on me that, fuck, I was speaking to him the other week. And so I went into my Facebook chat, had a look at it, and I'd left the conversation on a question from him. Mm. He'd asked a question and I'd just, I'd just time whatever it was, maybe it got the better of me and I'd forgot to go back into the messenger and send another message back. And I don't, I don't hold no one should hold themselves accountable for being that right person to text at the right time of course not but it was a massive penny drop for me to go why the fuck didn't i send a message back you know i I don't know if you do this but i write messages get distracted and then later someone will message going are you going to reply and then you'll go in and find oh the message is pre-written but i've not sent it Mm. but like what what's stopping me from doing that but the reason we do it with businesses is because Everyone's always got someone they want to reach out to. Everyone has it, whether it's just a friend or a family member or someone they've just been meaning to make up with for some time. Everyone's got these people they want to reach out to. And I think, you know, where where Bronnie was alluding to, what she heard from the dying is, don't let that time go by before you actually fucking send the message or your email. Just fucking pick up the phone for a start. Because, yo, I know it sounds like the most obvious thing in the world, but you're going to die. Yeah. We're all going to die. 
time is limited. You'll feel good when you Let's send it. Let's enjoy it. Yeah. And, and and like what you know, Bronnie said, in this in this day and age in which we live, it's so simple yeah. to message people, yeah, reach out to people. We're so quick. connected, but yet we're so far apart. So I like the idea of um, looking into your regrets, what your regrets could be. Like, I would regret it if I died and X didn't happen or I didn't fulfill, you know, X, Y, Z. And looking into what your regrets might be alongside what your fears are and helping you build your inspirations through that. Absolutely. You have to have the long view, of the long cast of your life. You need Mm. to go, if I do this, will it make me happy in the future almost? Or Even if it's just trying something out. If I don't do it, I'll regret that in the future. Yeah, and like that can act as I'll, I'd regret not trying exactly. something or not trying for that. And it might not be a goal. It might not be that you have to win the belt, but I'd regret not giving it a go, exactly. right? So, I, I think anyone listening, is, this has to be tangible for people as well. It's nice to have a conversation with it. We want, we'd love people listening. We'd love you, the listener, to uh, to apply maybe the, some some of the stuff we're talking about. And, and we're starting off basic here. It's episode one. We're going to episode two, episode three. But I think it's always a great point to start is understanding, you know, do you have regrets? Why you have regrets? What links those regrets? And are those regrets in any way linked to your inspiration? Because they could be linked to your inspiration, which in turn will be linked to your goals, the goals you've not actually done or you have failed at. That's a huge thing as well as people are so reluctant to fail. Yet failure is just breeds growth if you do it correctly because you learn a lot from it. Um, I suppose anyone listening is maybe just pick one regret. You know, why do you hold a regret? Is it is it? And do you know what? I'm not even going to give an example because there'll be things out there which could really um, touch people. people. Yeah, people do it. So, you know, what is that one regret? And let's find two reasons why you have it. So let's lead by example. Okay. Because I'm going to tell our viewers to viewers audience listening um you know what get a get a notepad because this podcast you're gonna want to write notes make pull over safely yeah (laughs) get a notepad write the words come on and mindset on it and this is like your homework you can go through your fears you can go through your regrets to help you with your inspiration and if you know your inspiration write that down um send that text and let's all do that now where's your phone i got it right here yeah okay yeah do it. Uh, Let's do it. it. I've texted everyone in my phone book. <laughs> what? Get get it? Because like I know you guys are good at what you do, but like, I'm sure you can send that text too. We're gonna write a text now, but also um, as we wrap up this podcast, I want to hear a regret that you guys might have. Okay. Um, Maybe just send this text. Okay. Well, uh, who so are you texting then? I'll start. And oh, you're not allowed to tell who you're texting. Oh, you're not allowed. No, no you don't say. No. This is a private confidential thing. Um, I think uh, I spent quite a lot of time in my life full of regret. Um, and I think there's 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 definitely things there that are still in the background simmering away, which I'm s- dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can ever get fully over your regrets. What what I try to sort of tell people or ask them to ask of themselves and, and allude to in the book. Ah, oh, shit. 25 press-ups. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm going to have a massive chest by I the end of I think we said 11. We actually said 11. 11. You just said 25. I'll just do added. 25. Um, it is, maybe they will never go away, but you can learn to live with them and learn to deal with them a bit better. And, you know, there was times in um, Afghan where there's lots of stuff that's happened in life, but I think for me, the most pertinent ones, which are the ones which happen in combat, because such horrific things can happen at, at maybe the fault, maybe at the blame, maybe at that moment where you've been indecisive and something's happened because of it. And I think it was when I stepped over a ditch um, to uh, on a, a, a patrol, I stepped over the ditch. The two guys in front of me said, step over the ditch, Ben. So I did, I jumped the ditch. I walked a couple of feet forward, turned around, looked at my boss who was behind me and said, boss, step over the ditch as he was putting his foot into the ditch. And he detonated an IED right under his foot and lost his leg. And we're, we're good mates. You know, we, we meet up once in a blue moon. We get very drunk. We tell each other how much we love each other. And he always, always thanks and says, never worry. Never. It was no one's fault. It's combat. 
And I still think, you know, part of me is like, would he still have his career if I'd just turned around a bit quicker and went, boss, make sure you jump the ditch. I spoke a bit quicker. Um, I, and I think there's all these questions, there's many other, I think, we, I won't go on, but um, I think as we go through the podcast, you can attach many incidences to regret. Oh, sorry, attach regret to many incidences. But for me, that was one of the few out there where I was like, fucking hell, could I have done a little bit more? And the worst bit is I know people in front of me also said the same thing. It's like, fuck, I could have said something earlier. I could have done this. And, you know, the guy with the metal detector I'm very good friends with said, fuck, I could have found that. Mm. Um, but of all people, the, the boss is just like, that's all right, lads. Prefer outside as a civvy and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. So, you know, people help you deal with your regrets. And um, that for me was one of those moments where it kind of stuck with me for quite a long time. But as soon as I started to unpick it and, and speak to him openly, you know, I hid it away for so long. But as soon as I started to speak to him openly, I'm like, fucking hell, boss, you know, even as a civvy, calling him boss. I was like, I feel really bad for Appenger. Uh, and he'd remind you, like, this this is war. That people get hurt, people get injured. Can't be perfect all the time. Those people help you get through your regrets. He sounds awesome. He's he cool as like fuck. Really he, cool did a, he did a he did. Sorry, if you're listening, you're a toilet. Um, he did a ultra marathon within a year of losing his leg. What? And he's done the channel. He's just he's just a legend. Hardcore. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Well, but, my friend. Um, he's quite essence as well, isn't he? No, he's horrifically balding now. So, oh. sorry if you are listening. Yes, we have all noticed your hair's gone. Um, but those types of people inspire. Mm. And that, that links back to inspiration. Yes. You know, that idea of going, it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to fail. If you're within the right community and you are surrounded with excellence, people will go, mm, could have done it differently that time, but I've got your back. You know, that that's quite inspiring. And that's another thing that helps you drive forwards, you know. It's one of those things that allow me to not lie on my deathbed and go, I regret this. So there we go. Thank you for your regret. Um, we're gonna, um, we're we're gonna watch Ben do. Did you say twenty five? Yeah. He just upped it. We're gonna watch you do twenty five press ups and see how much you mentioned the book in episode number Should two. Should I do this now while you guys are wrapping up? Yeah, go yeah, go do your press ups. Um, thank you for listening to Commando Mindset. Twelve. Fuck off. <laughs> Thirteen. Oh. Well done, man. Get my elbow cut.